welcome again as we're going to bring you uh, another session of two smoking guns uh, right here on 88.3 Southern FM, Sounds of the Bayside. But if for some reason you might not be able to hang around or you've got something to do, um, there's a couple of other platforms that you, we can hear uh, We can hear things. And uh, we turn this into a podcast and you just go to one of those platforms and type in two smoking guns. But I'll tell you what, hmm. none of this happens without my great mate who sits across from me, uh, across the net there. I mean, he he is the James T. Kirk of the Two Smoking Guns Enterprise. And uh, and I can just hear him now as he sits there in the chair. Who's James T. Kirk? He's the captain of the USS oh, Enterprise captain, from Star Trek. Captain Kirk. He's Captain Kirk. What's the T stand for? Um, uh, Theodore. Oh, very good. <laughs> I, I just know. made that up. Someone, but, someone will let us but, know. But, but, and, of course, if you're James T. Kirk... I have to be Scotty, don't I? Well, either that or you're Dr. Spock. So. <laughs> because but I, I think you are, Scotty. I can just hear you now saying, um, Scotty, we need some more power. Yeah. And, of course, my response would be to you, Captain, I cannot make it go any faster, <laughs> which is what I know you want me to do every week while I'm labouring through some of the stuff that I, I can't carry make it on with. But anyway, it's a big welcome to everybody, and um, we're gonna we're just going to keep this right up in the sky today uh, uh, with a Bright sunshine all over it, and uh, and I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Yes, is um, welcome to you, Brutzy. Thank you. By <laughs> the way, I'm, I've been just I've been just, called many things, just, but never Captain Kirk. <laughs> I love Star Trek. Did you? Oh, I still do. I watched. Oh. A, not, I watched another version the other night of it. Okay. One of the ones that was released only a couple. Yeah, there might have few mov- new movies. Oh, they're just great. I, I don't know what it is about that. You don't have to think. It's just a bit of action, mm. and um, you know. And I just think, yeah, this show's a bit like that. You know, we go. You don't warp, have to think. <laughs> yeah, we go at warp speed. Sometimes we put up. Uh, we put up the shields. Sometimes we go down a black hole. <laughs> Sometimes we just go to another universe. <laughs> we too often. Uh, but anyway. Um, I know what I was going to say was uh, what I'm really looking forward to was what you just shared with me uh, only a few minutes ago is that you're going to give me another round of riffs. Oh, the bass riffs hey? are back this week. Hey? Yeah, we got we got a lot of good feedback from yeah, that. Yeah, I really well, I had liked quite a few it. people contact me and say more of the bass riffs, please. Yeah, right. So you're going to get a it. slab yeah. of them. No, I'm really in the middle section of the show. I've been busy. Oh, very good. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got some interesting things to share with you today. Uh, I'm going to talk about sexual harassment. Oh, good. Yeah. That, this, should, be, that but, should be funny. But, but, but this one, oh, it's hilarious. That's the problem. All right. Um, I, I'm going to bring back Rick Astley. Yeah, well, he, I like Rick Astley. Yeah, well, yeah. I, but in a slightly different version. Right, okay. Um, but anyway, there's that, and I'm going to talk about some uh, other bits and pieces. And um, anyway, how are you? Well, I'm good. And good. Um, have you noticed the full moon? Oh, I tell you what, of late. I've noticed a lot of wackos. Yes, <laughs> it does create a certain level is, of weirdness. Uh, yes, it does. And is tonight not the night um, where we're meant to have a blood moon? Well, I don't know, but see, you had Friday the 13th, of course. Ooh. Yeah, and then the second night you had a full moon, yep. and then Sunday night was a full moon. I'm yeah, not sure was, what happens yeah. Monday, Tuesday, yeah, but righto. it's been really quite beautiful, Yeah, if you like that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, it's sort of it's meant to sort of you know inter, intertwine with the tides and, and all the water in our bodies and yes. 
That's why yeah. we're maybe feeling a bit off. Yeah, well, I'd like to speak to the hospitals and see see what patronage they had yeah, over well, the last couple of days. Well, we would have got a couple of wackos. Normally, normally, that's when you put in your roster. Time off, please. <laughs> so the full moon also coincided with a great third quarter by the Saints. Oh, my goodness. Now, I'll tell you what. I haven't been as up and about. Oh. I, I, was a, I was a bit concerned. But uh, when they when they kicked away um, the cats, uh, I was that, that was going to be the the litmus test. Wasn't well, it? we haven't beaten them for six years, so um, well, we have now. It's <laughs> bloody good. It was very good. So uh, you kept going, mighty. Saints. Hello to all those mighty Saints yeah, fans out there. The other guy that's up and about is Ange Postacoglu. Oh, the Postacoglu with Celtic. Oh man. The uh, 56-year-old, he's got him home, but undefeated for the whole year. Is that right? No, I correct. didn't know that. And then they just finished it, finished off their last game 6-0 for good measure. Oh, really? Mm. Wow. But he, um, he sta- his record is quite impressive because, of course, when the old National Soccer League was around, yep. well, even prior to that, you know, he was with South Melbourne, yes. the old South Melbourne Hellers. South Melbourne Hellers, yeah. He won two with him. Yeah, right. Then when the new A-League formed, yes. he went to Brisbane and won two with the Brisbane Raw. Which is the best thing that ever happened to soccer in this country. Potentially. Yep. Um, and then he went to Japan. Oh, did he? And he coached in Yokohama for a club called Yokohama F. Marinos. And he adapted his methods despite the cultural and the language difficulties and they won. Really? The J-League, they call it over Can't there. Can't imagine him eating much sushi. <laughs> Not a lot of pasta in Japan. And then, of course, he's gone over to uh, Scotland. Yeah, and um, took over a club that was was pretty much in trouble because they got smacked. There's only Rangers and Celtic win these things. Yeah, that's right. And then they let someone win every twenty years. But yeah. Rangers were twenty five points ahead, and Celtic were cranky. Right. So he took him over, and they doubted him because they was this Aussie, and what would he know? La la la. Yeah. Well. They're partying now, yeah. and I did notice that everyone's jumped on board. Rod Stewart's a fan, yeah. so he's been tweeting yeah, to right. Ange. Yeah, right. Um, and um, of all people, Snoop Dogg, the dog, the dog, the D-O-G. he's quoted as saying, if they become champions, I will fly over to Glasgow to party with the players. Right. Good luck. Um, the hip hop legend. He's been a vocal Celtic fan, apparently. Right. Um, the night in Glasgow will be on Snoop. Oh. And you better believe if we are celebrating them being champions, it's going to be a hell of a night. Uh, Ange Postacoglu was asked whether he was familiar with the Snoop's work. <laughs> he said, I know of him. <laughs> but it's not really my area of expertise, mate, <laughs> he said. But I thought, that's beautiful. Could you imagine all the hangers-on if he came over and threw a party and it would be magic? We well, like that menu log ad. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I, I reckon that the party wouldn't be hard to find. No, there'd be a I, smoke trial. There'd be just this haze <laughs> and possibly a different smell. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what that smell would be. be good on Ange. Um, good on Ange. Apparently... Um, he uh, he was asked early on in his tenure as the coach what his favourite tipple was. And, of course, he said, well, I am in the home of Scottish whisky, so I do like Scottish whisky. Yep. And apparently uh, he's been getting a crate delivered to his door every home guard, every what? win. Wow. So he's now got, got about 53 cut oh, crates of the stuff. wow. So if you want a dram, yeah. this is the place to go. Better, uh, better 
run over and see uh, Ange. Now, the other big uh, thing that happened over the last weekend was, of course, the Eurovision Song Contest, oh. which, of course, was always going to be... It's very political, the voting in this particular competition, if you've seen it. Yes, I've seen did. some of the wacky I, costumes. I actually watched it quite seriously for the first time in many years, well, on Friday you, and Saturday you, night. You don't watch it seriously, you watch it. Well, you just watch it. And yeah, you comment on the serious. costumes. <laughs> you do! Yeah. My daughter and I are sitting there just ranking everybody. Oh, you rank them, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, of course, Ukraine was always going to be the sentimental favourite. Yes. And Russia were no, not invited, of course. <laughs> Funny. And they ran out uh, winners by the length of the Flemington Strait. Really? 631 votes. Right. Second was the UK. In any other year, UK. they would have got up the UK. When they haven't won one since, oh, God, um, since Lulu. Uh, Lulu. Okay. Back in the day. Okay. They've come home second 16 times the UK. Right. The perennial bridesmaid. Oh. Uh, and just, just for the record, um, Spain third, Sweden fourth, yes. Serbia fifth, yes. then Italy, Moldova, Greece, Portugal and Norway, with Australia coming in 15th. 15th, I heard that. Uh, with Sheldon Riley's um, work and yeah. his interesting choice of outfit. Yes, the beads all over his face. And uh, the Naga Award for Stone Motherless goes to the Germans. In the top, that's the top twenty-five. Is that right? Top twenty-five. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. So, um, yeah. So I, um, I, yeah. Uh, it's always a good look. The Eurovision. As long as you don't take it too seriously. Interesting look. Yes. Yes. Of course, the Stefania was the name of the winning song by the Kalush Orchestra. Right. So that's it was the guy in the funny hat, wasn't it? That's the, right. It, lo- quali- lo- it qualifies as my sports report for the two spoken guns for this week. Um, a bit uh, of Ange I'll, and a bit of Euro. I'll, I'll, um, I've just sent a text to our lawyer, so um, uh, just to make sure that I could ask this question, um, uh, and I'll I'll dance and pose it gently. Yes. Um, do we think there is any um, uh, outside influence that might go? Well, I can tell you, Scotty, yeah. about the outside influence question. Right. That there is a uh, jury vote. And a televote. Okay, I was aware that there was a, a, a televote, but I wondered what else there was. So the jury vote for the Ukraine was 192, but the televote was a whopping 439. Right. Whereas the jury vote for, say, UK was 283, higher, and they also ranked Spain and Sweden higher. But obviously the popularity so, of the people um, spoke... Okay, so hmm. uh, the Aussie boy, tell me what the split was between jury and uh, one twenty-three for the jury, jury vote. Yes, two from the televote. Two, two. Do they not know where we are? No, I think they confuse us with Austria. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Did we, I think <laughs> Austria pinch votes from us. <laughs> well, you, you, well, then you put my mind at rest, and uh, and therefore all I can say is the people have spoken. They are people that have spoken, correct. Now, um, if I can continue in the same vein and theme of music, um, I came across uh, who I think uh, you quite enjoy this uh, chap's work, Mr. Rick Astley. I'm familiar with his You're work. Familiar with his Never work. Never going to give you up. Never going to give you up. So uh, I came across this piece, and in fact, his face was on a poster. Yeah. And it said, um, vote Rick Astley 
for a prime minister. Really? Yeah. I didn't know they were having and, an election. And and these are the or didn't, the and, not or not the Australian election. <laughs> <laughs> these are the traits of uh, Mr. Astley yeah. and, and his uh, his campaign right. DNA. Take it take it away. Um, he will never give you up. Yes. Let you down. Let you down. Run around yeah. or desert or you. Desert you. <laughs> he will never make you cry. Yeah. Or say goodbye, yeah. tell a lie, or hurt you. Well, admirable <laughs> traits uh, for a leader of the country. So I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, so this meme has popped up during numerous election campaigns around the world. Astley's work is also featured in the Remainers' campaign against Brexit with signs, never going to give, give EU up, um, popping up at a number of demonstrations. Um, so it says it just shows how much we all need an MP or PM who won't give us up, let us down, tell a lie, or make us cry. <laughs> Sounds too good to be true. Yeah, very much so. so and Bobby at the minute. Oh, so there we go. Well, and in good. fact, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about politics, but I just thought if you, if I asked you to to sum up um, in sort of in in one quick uh, verse or or, or comment. Um, what the the take out of each of the political opponents? Yes. What, what what's your take out there of um, um, a, a catchphrase or a the word uninspiring comes to mind? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, I've got. Um, I just thought I, I'll take away from this campaign. I got one bloke that says it's not my job. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another bloke who's labelled. It won't be easy under Albanese. <laughs> and that's about all I've heard. Bit of really. rhyming slang. Yeah, it's just that's all I keep hearing all the time. So um, anyway, we're off to the uh, we're off to the polling booth this weekend. To, I vote. Uh, uh, you know, I don't want a democracy sausage. Uh, gee whiz. I can't be bothered. No, I, I I queue for certain things. Can yep. of beer at the football. Yep. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> I don't queue to vote. So I go early and yeah, get it out of the yeah, way. I think I'll do the same. Speaking about the footy, did yes. you hear the great news? I wandered into the MCG to watch a football game. Yes. The other week. Yes. And you can. Oh, you can, I did hear you this. You can buy cans. Yes, but but only at certain games or only daytime games. Daytime, yes. You can't get them at. So the they're getting rid of the plastic, which is good because you, if you try and juggle four plastics well, back to your seat. Half yep. it's spilt by the time you get there. Yep. And it's mid-strength. Yeah. And it's no good out of plastic. So is this full strength? This is full strength. Carlton cans, my Carlton friend. Carlton cans. So we, we indulged. We needed to because we were getting smacked up. Yep. Um, but the trial is actually promoted by the Victorian government's announcement that single-use plastic will be banned from uh, next year. Well, that's a good thing. Which is a good thing, as yes. I know you're very familiar with this yep. part of the world. Yep. So, um... That's a good thing. AFL Fans Association president. Oh, just, <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl. Cheryl! She welcomed the news <laughs> and expected it to be well received by beer drinkers. Cans are more popular than plastic cups, she said. When you've got a tray of your four plastic cups, very easy to spill the beer. It's going to be better for recycling. Yep. That's a positive... As well as it means less waste. It sounds like a win-win. Yes. Well, it sounded like a win-win until I bought said four cans. Oh, no. It cost me $38. Get out of town. $9.50 a can. You're joking. So I drank them very slowly. Oh, my goodness me. That's extortion. 
nine dollars fifty. <laughs> and at a bottle shop, they are what two twenty? You buy six for that, probably. Oh my! It's amazing. Man. Anyway, anyway, we'll uh, we'll take a quickie. Um, right go and get a tinny, and uh, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back. We'll be back. Righto. And you're back with the two smoking guns. We've just ducked out uh, to go to mortgage our house to buy four cats. <laughs> and we can't stand on them. <laughs> we can't, you can't anymore, can you? Remember that? That was great fun. Oh, we, when we used to be able to buy the depth charges. The, the steel ones. The big steel ones. Yeah, you'd be able so to stand on them as a young st- child. just wipe the dirt off the top no, and that was a, the that next was, one. That was an education. We'd just scramble around oh. under these drunk people's feet at age nine at the football and... <laughs> Get enough cans so you can stand up and see. Well, yeah, it was good. On the uh, again, you've given me a lovely segue, oh, um, uh, which which involves um, actually some wildlife. <laughs> now, um, oh dear, hmm. French wildlife groups have warned about drunk deer on the loose. Drunk deer, <laughs> drunk deer. So um, at this time of year, deer in Normandy have been known to overindulge on spring buds containing a lot of sugar that ferments in their stomach, leaving the animals acting as though they were drunk. Very funny. Tell you what, when you've got four legs, that's going to get tricky. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard enough for two. (laughs) The 30 Million Friends Foundation and Association for the Protection of Wild Animals warned hikers and drivers to watch out for deer behaving oddly. (laughs) A deer was found drunk in a parking lot, (laughs) reported the city of Vernon, and one that fell into the Seine might also have been tipsy. (laughs) Sound like a deer in the headlights? Oh, I'll tell you what. Deal with its headlights out. Um, maybe this diet explains Rudolph the Red Nose. Oh, yes. It needed to be said, didn't it? The so obvious gag. All the sugar in those little buds they're eating, how's straight that? into the belly, ferments. So, so you've got a new beer producer now. <laughs> we just got to get it out of them. Drunk wildlife. Um, that's beer I don't want. No, don't <laughs> Did, want any of that. That's, uh, you know why? It's called deer beer. <laughs> <laughs> now, Scotty, we've come to a part of the program where I need to pay you some bass riffs. Oh, here we go. We had so much fun so, with this last uh, we, week. We did this the other week. I've got a few more than I had last week. But yep. uh, for the people that have listened uh, just, uh, I think, uh, maybe a week, week or so ago, we... I decided to honour the bass player because they don't get them enough kudos. The lead guitarist gets a lot of the limelight. Yes. The lead singer, obviously. Slash. Drummers, they never get anything. But uh, (laughs) the bass player, uh, often responsible for some of the more melodic riffs and tunes that you hear through a song. Yes. So we were honouring them. And and don't often get to the front of the stage. They sort of tend to be in the background. They tend to be with flares. and and not many spotlights on them. You know, and there's no sparks coming out of their guitar or flares. So or <laughs> you'll know some of these songs, right. and you might not well, know I others. You, I, I've got okay. a whole, whole new appreciation for, for this the based on what you played yeah. last week. So I'm going to just whiz through them, and All right. just uh, we'll keep the mics on air, and we'll, we'll we'll have a bit of a boogie and listen to a few songs. All right. Uh, here's my first offering uh, of best bass riffs of all time. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Quite. Good one. Do, 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 do. Under pressure. Love it. Mother? Yeah, love it. It's pretty good, then. 
gets tricky to play. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> but very but good. It's, but it's pretty good. Boy, do you know why? Because the second you play, the second you well, you play know the that, song. You know the song. No right? song straight away. Yeah, yeah. You What's can play. Bit? You can play two seconds of that, and you'd know the song. Well, you know, if you played music trivia, you get that <laughs> straight away. Right, the wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Paul McCartney. Space McCartney. Yes. You come old flat dog. You come grooving up slowly. Got juju eyeball. He won. Holy roller. He got hair down to his knees. Got to be a joker. He just do what he please. Nice one, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Bit yeah, of a groovy yeah, little mellow yeah, one. It's lovely. Yeah. Very, very good. Okay, well, you see, you're, yeah, two, you're two from two. Oh, two for two. Oh, very good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Brick in the wall, I'm thinking. Well, it's the same band. Let's wait for the riff to kick in. I should have, yeah. I should have cued this Two seconds of that, and you go. Now, exactly what's so in Money! Pink Floyd. Love it. Right. How am I going today? Oh, mate, I'm just, just. Now, you might not know this band, but uh, the, the riff. I it, might know the tune. Yeah, well, you might. Oh, but the riff it. is sensational. Right oh, That's in the bowels. Yeah. Band called the Stranglers. Uh, another band. Yeah, another yeah. Band. I'm sorry, I've heard of the band. I, band? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't it's think a song it was. called Peaches. Yeah. Jeez, was that? That was deep. Wasn't <laughs> that's it? a. That's a. That was the Barry White that's of the, bass riffs. That's a late night out one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you might not know this guy, um, but he was in a great band called Weather Report. Very jazz influenced. Guy called Jaco Pastorius. <laughs> Is he from New Orleans? He's sort of. He's got I a can, movement. I, I can picture a big white Cadillac bouncing up and down the road <laughs> with the big white hat and the sunglasses. Come on, come over. Oh, yeah. As fast as you can. And girls in jumpsuits oh, on yeah, the side yeah, with afros. With afros. Pretty cool, that yeah, guy. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. All right, here's one you probably will remember. 
advice. So everyone knows the chili peppers. The peppers. Around the world. Apologies for the language warning came after the language. Yes, well, we're a bit slow on that. Seven seconds delay. Not the next one. Keeps going for a while, that song. It's uh, Muse, a band called Muse, right. called Hysteria. That no, song. That's, oh, that's gone a, through that's to the keeper for me, that big one. big bass riff in that one. Right. Here's one you'll know, though. Are they what? On platform? Oh, yeah, both. Flares. And flares, of course. And my shirt's open. Shirt's open. And I've got a lot of hair. And a lot of gold <laughs> bracelets. <laughs> and here comes the Snoop Dogg. There's a party in the studio. Oh, yeah. We're <laughs> loving that. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what, if you thought you were just going to have a quiet morning driving along. Yeah, no, you're just bopping uh, away. I'll tell you what, if you're not tapping your feet or <laughs> tapping your fingers on your steering wheel or uh, shaking your cup of tea all over yourself, then you're not trying. Shaking your booty. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, here's another one in that uh, in that sort of genre. It's great music, then, isn't yeah. it? You can't see that I'm watching uh, this on division, and the outfits are fantastic. <laughs> there you go, a bit of brass. That's Sly and the Family Stone, there, mate. Uh, that's a very good little I, I track. Tell, I tell you what, if you if you play much more of this, yeah. I, I think for our one hundredth show, yes. we're going to have to come in costume, in costume, and dedicate the show to all of that music. It's we'll look like the, uh, Vinnie Barbarino <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Barbarino. <laughs> this is uh, Stanley Clark. All right. Not familiar with Mr. Clark's work. Knows his way around a bass guitar, that boy. Yeah. Now, yeah. you might remember this one. Um, this is an old favourite of mine. Right. So, let's see how you go with this okay. one. Okay. Nice 
Four to go. Graham Central Station it's called Hair um, this uh, one has a language warning but uh, we might not get to that bit that's Rage Against the Machine bullet in the head <laughs> One of my favourite bands coming right up here. Right. Listen to the bass. And this I know, his teeth is white as snow. What a gas it was to see. So that's uh, the Pixies. And you know that I love the Pixies. Yes. It's a song called Gigantic. Now, have you got... Is this, this is my lucky last. Well, I'll, tell, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to play it out. Oh, okay, I was going to say, why don't we go Why don't we go out at the end of the show with the entire song for our, uh, for our listeners? What do you well, we can do you? that. Play, play it now. No, we can do that. Save it up. Save let, it up. Let people wonder what it is. Oh, you don't want can, to play it now. No, we get to the end of the show. Because I can hear them say, no, 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 play it now. And I'm thinking, no, we can just give them a really good burst of it. What do you think, Mr. Well, Mr. Mr. Maestro? Just a good production meeting on air. Good production meeting on air? <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm very happy with that because we'll probably need to take a break shortly anyway. Oh, well. But there you go. So there, yeah. there was a few in there. That you, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. A couple, no, couple, of, couple of those funk ones are pretty cool, aren't they? The funky little oh, yeah. you know, that, that tracks. That late 70s stuff hey? is That's pretty cool. very, very good. I'm going to revisit. Are you going that. to uh, are you going to adorn us at some stage by uh, going to the the lead guitar version? Well, of, I could. Of this? I, I very much the, may. The, the the bass has been tremendous. I yes. must say. Well, it's just an unappreciated instrument. Yes, it is. Um, or, or maybe or uh, best drum riffs. Well, I was going to say maybe best triangle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, um, I love that, and I'll tell you what, I I uh, I look forward to hearing your number one. Yeah, it's my number one. Play, and it's an Aussie band, and we'll too. go out with that today because I reckon that's a uh, I reckon that's an absolute ripper. All right. Now, well, we'll take a little break, righto, and then we'll be right back for okay, uh, for our final stands. Beautiful. Oh, it's a fantastic yeah. idea to go out with that. We're just talking <laughs> off here at our production meeting that we're having live live in the studio oh, at uh, Southern FM. You just. Know. Working it out as we go along, which is pretty much the theme of this whole show. Well, we just you know. make it up as we go along. Mate, so. we're, all, we're all on the fly. Hey, um, uh, now I, I had to, I've got a couple of little other bits and pieces for you. Bits. Um, yeah, yes. Now I said at the top of the show, uh, I was going to talk about sexual harassment. Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> is this something we should um, be doing? Well, uh, this is an actual case, yeah. um, and there's nothing, uh, there's nothing horrendous. Right. Uh, okay, so nobody has been beaten up or. Okay. Or, um, but uh, this is out of the UK, mm. uh, and there has been a tribunal panel um, that has made reference to the um, Equality Act of 2010. The Equality Act. Yes. Right. Um, and uh, it was targeted at a certain individual, uh, a male. And he's it's not surprising, yeah, really. And his boss um, was calling him some names. Oh, okay. Um, so he was the uh, victim. He was the victim. Victim. He actually called him a bald something. expletive. Bald something. Yeah, that we cannot repeat. No. And not even the language warning would cover it, and I'm never going to go there. Right. Um, safe to say... Um, he wasn't very happy. In a bit of trouble. So, um, said chap then uh, decided that, uh, in his mind, hmm. that verged on sexual harassment. Oh, well. And the panel agreed um, because it said, it infringes human rights and is like commentating on the size of a lady's chest. Right. So, uh, it amounted to harassment under the Equality Act 2010 because it targeted his sex because it's inherently in men uh, that they go bald and not women. Mm. And therefore, he was being discriminated against or sexually harassed. Baldness is inherently related to sex, men. Um, And this is a protected characteristic under the Equality Act of 2010. So... You're now not allowed to make reference to a man being bald. There are, according to this tribunal panel in the UK. So he. Uh, it happened to me a little bit on the football field in my later <laughs> career. A baldy mm, called a few yeah. names. <laughs> <laughs> so most of them were highly uncomplimentary. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, so you know whether you. Think that's PC or, or oh well, it's just the state of the world we're in, and you can't really when, be speaking to work colleagues in that tone anyway. Can well, you? no, I don't think you should be speaking to him in that tone in any way, shape, or form. No. But the fact that he made reference to his um, uh, follicle his challenge, astuteness <laughs> or lack thereof, <laughs> his, uh, his coldness of his head. Yes, um, yes it was. Uh, it went all the way through to a, a tribunal panel, and uh, and a ruling was made, and. Um, did he get? Uh, that's did, he, the end of it. did he get awards or damages? I don't know. I don't. It, the The article didn't make reference. 
to uh, to that. So, um, but I guess if I guess it's recognised by uh, by that act, then well, I suppose right. there's grounds to take further Where, action. Wherever there's legislation, there's a lawyer willing to take it on. Ah, uh, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the only winners. <laughs> the only winners. <laughs> Did you know, Scott, I read this with interest. This yes. is an article on uh, champagne consumption. Oh. oh. Apropos of a total segue into nothing. Sparkling. Sparkling champagne. Yes. Um, there's 320 million bottles exported across the globe of the stuff. Wow. 10 million of which make their way into Australia. Right. And um, that's million $10 million bottles? of bottles, bottles of champagne find their way into Australia every year. Wow. That's a lot of That's shampoo. That's a big spring carnival. That's a big day out. That's yeah, a big day out. <laughs> Apparently we're one of the strongest nations in the world when it comes to drinking the fizz. <laughs> I wouldn't have any doubt about it. Um, and we're drinking better champagne, apparently. Right. So we're drinking... The value of the Australian market jumped to $237 million of champagne we drank. So it wasn't that the year. volume grew, it was the fact that we're well, buying both, more expensive. Both. Ah. And what was interesting to me, because this, I don't, I'm not a massive champagne drinker. No. I drink it, so I've, I've had, have cause o- to drink occasion. it. On occasion. On occasion. And um, I always think that the French stuff's the stuff you get, I, but yep. I'm never really sure. Yep. But there were 304 so. champagne brands imported to Australia last year. Wow. <laughs> 304. 304 brands? I couldn't name 10. Sugar me. Um, there's a lot more diversity. It's normally brute, non-vintage sort of stuff, yep. you know, but there's a lot more sparkling Shirazes and whatnot coming yep. into Australia. Yeah, indeed. Um, but there's a lot more different things coming in. But uh, I could not name 304. I, I, would, no. I would have no idea. I'd, I'd struggle to name 10. I've got the four. <laughs> I'm just missing the, the 300. I've got the Moet. I've got the... the um, the Verve. Verve, yeah. I've got the Pole, Roger. I've got the Pomeroy. Chandon. Chandon. Yep. Oh, I start to run pull out. Up, <laughs> you, pull up, you pull up a bit You can short. tell I don't drink a lot of champagne. Well, I mean, it's that's actually all... a, bl- a weakness of mine, and well, I must have rested. Well, it's not a weakness, but it's I mean, a it's just something spot. that you don't, you know, you're not looking for a different bottle of champagne no. when you go to said bottle shop. and You tend to stick, we... to, the, stick to the ones that, um, you know. We make some good champagne here, I'm meant to believe. Apparently yeah, so. Believe well, we're so. not allowed to call it that anymore, no, but there you go. sparkling, as yes. we're meant to call it, because it, it can't be called But I just thought champagne. you should... Uh, yeah, so 304 uh, yeah. different brands and um, $237 million worth of stuff. Yeah. Someone's making a shekel somewhere. Someone's making some good coin, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, what you got? Um, well... Um, uh, this is, I suppose, an interesting bit of a story, but um, there was a Yarrawonga tradie, um, and he's been reunited with his wallet. Is he? <laughs> yes. Now, is this um, his uh, real wallet or his digital no, wallet? this is his real old-fashioned leather wallet. Right. And I'll tell you why, because he lost it nearly two decades ago. Did he? <laughs> yes, he did. Down um, the back of the couch. He, uh, he's been re- reunited with his missing wallet after losing it um, at uh, working in Sorrento. Ah, local. Uh, yes. Morning Not Sorrento in Italy, but local Sorrento here. Yes. Um, uh, this is what I love the most. Ray May, <laughs> that's, his, that's name. his name, Ray May, <laughs> 68, was working uh, as an earthworks excavator operator in 2004 when he lost his wallet. 
which had his ID cards and $425 in cash. So he was carrying a bit of more around 20 years ago. There would have been, uh, back in those days, there would have been fives and twos. Yeah, maybe even ones. Maybe even ones. Possibly ones. It'd be a lot of ones if there was $425. It'd be a very fat wallet. It'd be a big wallet. <laughs> um, Mr. May spent weeks searching for the wallet before he cut his losses. <laughs> That was until this week when the owner of the home was in the garden, found yeah. the weather-damaged wallet, yeah. duh, duh. <laughs> um, and took it to the police uh, station, and hand, who then handed it back to Mr. May. I was working that day, 2004, and late in the day I realised that I'd lost it, Mr. May said. I rang my son Rodney and said, can you come down here? <laughs> it's hilarious. So he jumped on the excavator and dug but we couldn't find it. I searched for it for weeks later. I got a phone call from the sergeant at Sorrento and I thought someone was having a lint at me. He said, you're probably going to get a laugh out of this, but did you lose a wallet a while ago? He might have had an old uh, diner's card in there, yeah, maybe an old library card, yeah. or maybe a bank card. What would his licence have looked like? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't have had a photo. Your licence was just a piece of paper piece back of then, A piece of it? paper back then, and I think you'll find that he might have had a... He might have had a, uh, a library card, perhaps. Yes. A bank card, a green yes. bank card. Diner's card, a yes. diner's, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, You'd have an RSL card, probably, <laughs> or something like that. Sounds like the type of like that might have one of those. Uh, what uh, else would he have what had? What else would he have had? There? Would he have had a, a rewards program card? I don't at think Dan so. Murphy's? I don't think so, mate. I don't think so. Um, he might have had. Uh, he might have had one of those. Uh, I don't know ones for the local um, pub or something like that. Where you, I don't know. Would he have had some raffle tickets in he there? He might have from might the have you know. He, it was a Friday ca- night. It was a cash society, so he just would have had lots of kangaroo. Correct. Lots of kanga. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Anyway, that's interesting that we've managed to extrapolate that out to <laughs> what's in my wallet. What's in my wallet. <laughs> now, uh, again, uh, straight off the back of cash, cash uh, is another casualty. Well, cash yeah. is another COVID casualty. COVID casualty. Um, the physical handling of money could soon become non existent as Australians continue to ditch cash and switch to card only payments. Yep. According to the Reserve Bank of Australia, cash withdrawals at ATMs fell by 15.3% in 2021 financial year across the country. Yeah, sounds there right. There were 394.7 million withdrawals last year, 466 million in 2020, and 575 million in, 19, in 2019. Well, I don't even often take my wallet out anymore. I just take my phone. Yeah, well, that's and the I thing. Tap and go. Yeah, tap and go. Yeah. Um, which leads me to then think... Uh, because I think I did raise with you a little while back that I'd come across a chap who was doing some work with one of the big banks, and it was actually about the potential um, long-term removal, never to be seen again, of ATM. Of the ATM, correct. Because if you think, what's the functionality of an ATM? Mainly, I Mainly suppose... Mainly, it's extraction of cash. Extraction of cash. Often, and people use it as a night deposit. I was going to say, it becomes a night deposit, so you might find that you have a centralised... who's depositing cash at night from a shop anymore because they've all got merchant card readers? Well, it's it's all of that, right? Yeah. So you could basically see ATMs completely disappearing. You know, there's only it? one left, and I've used it in Elstonwick. It's a coin counter. Oh, yes. The coin machine. Yeah. 
Well, you find... When I was cleaning out my father's garage, yeah, right. were bags and bags of the stuff. Yeah, right. Heavy as, heavy as you will get out. One and two cent pieces. It took me about two hours. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Including copper, which I got the tellers to hand Oh, gee, you would have been popular. Oh. I walked in on a Friday oh, at about 3.32. Oh, you did. I did. Oh. I said, I'm going to be popular. Here's copper. Oh. And they went, oh, God, great. Oh, no. <laughs> you, your photo will be up on the wall. Yeah, now. I know. Most if you wanted. see this man, don't let him through. Um, but it's very true. We yeah. we just don't. Um, we literally don't. I, I had... I had some cash only the other day. It's because I was going to a little market, though. Yeah. That don't have an ATM, so I yeah. just went and got you know twenty bucks out. Oh, I still of... take it to the uh, local footy. You know, yeah. For a raffle ticket and. A... Well, you got to have pay a, for lunch. You got to have it at Bunnings to get a sausage. Yeah, you got a sausage. Yeah. yeah. So I was, you know, I was kept a couple of coins in the car, but there not many notes. I haven't seen notes. How many notes for, floating your boat? Uh, not, not lately. Not lately, mate. <laughs> not lately. Anyway, there anyway, you go. Mate, what well, have you well, got? Have you well, got something for it's, me? It's come time in the show for me to play my final bass riff song. <gasps> is this our outro? This is going to be an outro. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, comfortable with that? You were the one that suggested oh, it. No, no, no. I'm very comfortable with that. I thought we might have uh, had time to do... A bit more, but if that's the time runs, if, time runs away on the show. Time is you know. time is just what it is. Time is money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the build up to this one yes, is yes, it's yes. a very very popular band, an Australian band, an Australian band, an Australian band called Hunters and Collectors. Oh, is could I guess that this could be Throw Your Arms? No, it's not. Could I guess that this could be? Um. No, go on. no, it's, I, uh, I I know. it's the bass player in Hunter's Collectors called John Archer. It's his finest work, and it's a song called Dog. Uh-huh. And so please enjoy. See ya. See ya.
Living in the air in the morning light 